welcome listeners to the 184th and a special Thanksgiving episode of the Nurse Travaganza podcast, where we're happy as always to gobble up your listening time. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm Cam. And this week we will be expressing our geeky gratitude in honor of the American holiday of Thanksgiving. But first, I'll thank our listeners in advance for giving us top marks on iTunes. We really appreciate your patronage, and if you don't, your turn. And now, let's gather around the table to start the feast with our weekly geekly, geekly, weekly update. Cam, why don't you pass the yams down and get us going? Oh man, my, my weekly is easy. Uh, I've been uh, in sunny Dallas, Texas, and I say sunny um, sarcastically because it's freaking cold here. For BGG Con, Board Game Geek Con, uh, I've been here with Yellow Games, um, demoing all their uh, amazing games, uh, participating in the con and all of the con experiences, and it's been amazing. It's been great. I've picked up uh, tons of games, sold tons of games, traded tons of games, played tons of games, hung out with tons of gamers, and now I'm ready to come home. <laughs> I'm actually still here. I'm live on location uh, from BGGCon. Uh, took a little break and um, in my hotel room uh, and because uh, I did not want to shirk my podcast duties. Excellent. Well, we look forward to having you back. I look forward to being back. Weather should be tops when you get down here. Uh, hey, what, did you, what was it, Brian? A 60-something degree cold, quote-unquote, cold front coming through? Ooh, 62. Yeah, it was in the 30s here last night. They had a, a, like a... They had it's so weird that the weather out here. They had a a frost ice warning last night, and then today there was a uh, tornado warning. Like all these weird sirens were going off. It was crazy. <laughs> Sounds like Texas. Yeah. Wow. Well, great. Glad you get out of that hellhole. <laughs> Don't mess with Texas, man. No, it's fine. It's a fine state. The weather's just uh, weather will kill you. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like a pretty full week. Anything else? No, you know, um, just been, uh, I haven't really had much time for anything else. I mean, just a lot of games. I mean, playing so many cool games that I never had a chance to play. Uh, the, uh, the board game geek library is huge. I mean, pretty much any game you'd want to play, they have available, even like really rare out of print games. You know, they have this amazing, uh, math trade that I took, took part in, traded a bunch of games away, got a bunch of games back. Uh, they had a virtual flea market. They had an actual flea market where you could go and, they had all these vendors selling their their cool games you could pick up on the cheap. I have many, many, many boxes to ship back to Florida. Uh, my uh, my bill will be quite high, I'm sure. But worth every penny, I'm sure. Oh, every cent. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome, man. Well, feel free to uh, route some of those the finer games to my house. I will take them off your hands. No problem. <laughs> all right, Brian, over to you, man. You been in Texas or what? Uh, no, been in West Palm, uh, UltraCon this weekend. The, uh, cosplay wrestling toy store, kind of a, an unusual cluster con, but uh, a lot of fun. I'm kind of bummed. I was, I was looking for a replacement for my, uh, recently lost Wolverine tank. And, uh, it's the only thing. G.I. Joe, they didn't have. So, kind of bummed about that. That was the hiss, Brian? The Wolverine. Oh, the Wolverine, I'm sorry. That's too bad, man. Sorry to hear that. I do need a hiss, too, though, if you're uh, coming across one. You really are rebuilding that lost collection, huh? You're not, you weren't kidding about that. The, those two were just so special to me. Like, the hiss was the first toy I remember paying for with, like, I, I handed over the money. And that always felt like, wow, this is a, you know, a, a moment in my adulthood. Like I bought a toy mm-hmm. and, um, the Wolverine was badass and cover girl was hot. So <laughs> that was a different kind of moment in my childhood. I can't think of what kind of vehicle the Wolverine was now. I remember cover girl was the girl with the short hair. Or was she the, cause Scarlet was the long red haired girl, right? Yeah. Cover girl was, um, she had like the, it was almost like a bomber jacket. And right. uh, the the short like I don't know how to describe it. Right, it was it was short hair. Uh, what was her? What was the Wolverine like? The vehicle? I could just Google it, but she had the um. It was the one with the like the twelve little missiles in the in the in the racks. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I that's love right. That it was tank. like a tank, a tank with a missile launcher on it, right? You know, you were obsessed with her racks. <laughs> yeah, very suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, good luck reconstituting your collection. Here's hoping. I I, I checked on eBay. They're they're available, but I'd I'd like to stick to double digits if possible. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. Wow, that's, that's an investment. Cool. Anything else? Uh, no, that, that's about it. All right, Chris, over to you. My eyes have been glued to the laptop and the TV screen. I uh, caught uh, Into the Badlands, which uh, basically is set in this weird post-apocalyptic world where guns have been somehow outlawed and have stayed outlawed, which that's the only stretch that kind of yanks my chain a little bit. But it is full of martial arts goodness and craziness. I have also been binge-watching Man in the High Castle through Amazon Prime and Jessica Jones on Netflix. Both are pretty dark series. So uh, if you find me really bummed out sitting on a street curb, you'll know why. Emo Chris. I'll be emo. (laughs) (laughs) On the lighter side, I've been getting into a little niche war game. It is the miniatures version of Battletech. It's called Alpha Strike. I'm in a campaign against a buddy of mine where one for one. So, so far, my lone wolf mercenaries, who are known to be better at drinking than fighting, have actually secured a victory. Woohoo! Congratulations. I feel so proud. <laughs> you should. All right, anything else? No, that's it. Other than both of those series, Jessica Jones and Man in the High Castle, are great. They're just very dark. Okay, I will. I've heard really good things about Jessica Jones and Man in the High Castle. I, I think somebody had mentioned the book to me before or books or some written work uh, from Philip K. Dix. Okay, oh, well, then that, that says it all. Kind of an awesome concept of the Axis having won in Divided America. So would like to check that out. Well, Philip K. Dick, that is one layer of story in there. Oh, I see. And there, there there's more and more to uncover. Of course, because it's Philip K. Dick. <laughs> Just don't tell me once you peel enough layers back that it's secretly the Jews controlling everything, because that's kind of a deal breaker. I can't, I can't have that underpinning my, my fiction. The main character is secretly an android. Okay, but a Jewish android? Because I can't, I just I can't do I can't read anti-Semitic books anymore. I don't think Philip K. Dick was ever anti-Semitic. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding, dude. <laughs> for the re- okay, for the record, I don't have a I don't have a history of reading anti-Semitic fiction, but um, we're gonna get a letter from Philip. Yeah. Hey, man. Some of my best friends are Jewish. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how Philip K. Dick ends, right? You're reading it as a book, and it says. And in the end, the character walks into the room and leans over someone reading a book with this very sentence. And then you feel somebody's breath on the back of your neck. That's how Philip K. Dick ends. Uh, Thanks for ruining it, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Great. Every one of his books. All right. Anyway, moving on to our thousands of Jewish listeners. We apologize if this was up to the edge of offense. Inadvertently offensive. Yes, yes. Apparently, Tom and I need to work on our dry deliveries. Yes, yes, clearly. No, they're pitch perfect. That's the problem. <laughs> right, right, right. Somebody probably stopped. He thinks that there's like a Jewish conspiracy at the heart of every plot. No, 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 I don't. I don't actually think that. Way to go, Mel, Mel Gibson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yet he still has a movie career. Anyway, moving on. That brings it around to me. And I have not been engaging in any objectionable behavior. Nobody will be offended by my update, I promise. I purchased some more Amiibos. I suddenly got dragged back into the Amiibo collecting again now that the artificial scarcity is somewhat resolved. And I picked up the classic 8-bit-looking Mario, where he's sort of jumping over a pipe, and uh, also the sexy Zero Suit, Samus. (laughs) She actually looks really cool, but uh, I know the Zero Suit is effectively softcore porn in a lot of people's minds like if you search for zero suit samus you will find things not suitable for work it's effectively zero on her (laughs) yeah well i guess she has to wear the the various suit over it right so it can't really be big and baggy yeah it's got to be (laughs) form-fitting yes that's why it it serves a purpose honestly yes anyway (laughs) order those and then i pre-ordered a an amazon exclusive the chibi robo amiibo 
getting back into the Amiibos again. And uh, so much so that I got myself one of those new Universal Every Geek Owns Them IKEA display cabinets, bringing my total of those things to three. Uh, because unfortunately, not only am I going to collect Amiibos, but I'm really feeling the temptation to dive into uh, Disney Infinity, oh, which is no. uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be bad because <laughs> they're always having like crazy sales on the figures. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I hate to mention how cool the new Star Wars ones look. I know, I know. God, I don't need this, but I do. I do. This is this is definitely a need, something that is needed. So. At least, at least your things are small. My big ass board games take up half my house. <laughs> at least you could fit yours into a display case. Mine take up like my loft in my my house. It starts that way, Cam, but then they build up and build up and build up, and suddenly you're buying more and more display cases. Uh, it's bad. It's bad news. Don't don't collect stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if if I, you guys don't hear from me for a couple of days, I'm probably buried under a pile of uh, you know King of oh, New York, God. King of Tokyo, or some, some kind of games. Yeah, you have like metric tons of stuff coming your way. I wish you luck. Yes. See, apart from that, a uh, little sort of Ganza-related news. I went out on Friday night to celebrate the birthday of Grant, a former uh, original host of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. And uh, as we're sitting there like eating and drinking, it uh, turns out that he has been watching wrestling lately. So I got to talk some wrestling with somebody I never thought I would talk wrestling with. And uh, that was cool. So a new wrestling fan in my extended circle. Sooner or later, everybody will be watching Monday Night Raw. And uh, then the circle will be complete. Not if ISIS has anything to do with it, unfortunately. <laughs> right. And I, I'm i hoping we talk about that in the new extravaganza because, <laughs> man, of all the things to mess with ISIS, come on, just, just leave wrestling alone, please. I mean, what's more American than wrestling, though? You know, that's probably what they're going for. Right, right, right. Screw up wrestling. You know, if you guys had wrestling and entertaining stuff, maybe you wouldn't be such assholes. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to put put that out there. <laughs> I agree. They grew up with Coco Beware. How could you want to kill anybody, you know? Exactly, exactly. The, the junkyard dog will warm anyone's heart. You're not going <laughs> to... <laughs> they would take out their aggressions, like, you know, biting the turnbuckles and, you know, doing fake kick slams on each other. Right. If, <laughs> Rather than take, taking up arms against the West. If every time you decide to take up arms against the West, you visualize Hillbilly Jim, suddenly you reconsider. Like, oh, he's a nice guy. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's cool. A little wrestling-related news that intersected with Ganza lore and history. And uh, finally, I got Star Wars Battlefront, which uh, is exactly what I expected. It is a first person shooter set in the star Wars universe. And uh, that's, uh, that's battlefront. That is it. It is a game that is a shooting in a first person perspective. You can also do kind of over the shoulder, third person, and then you shoot lasers at the enemy and they shoot lasers back at you. And you try to capture objectives and kill your enemies and they do the same, except it's star Wars. Makes it badass. <laughs> yeah. Have you stepped on Luke Skywalker with an ad at yet? I have not. I have done nothing of the sort. Have you shoved a snow uh, snowtrooper into a flying TIE fighter yet? I have not done that either. Have you made stormtroopers completely PTSD because they can't see you in the jungle from your Rebel Alliance uniform yet? I have noticed that the Rebel Alliance seem to have better uniforms better suited for Endor or wherever the hell we were fighting. Oh, see, was he trying to shoot Ewoks, Chris? I'm just saying, you have goals to reach. I have, yeah, and I, and I will reach them. But yeah, it's it's good. You know, if you're not a first person shooter fan, you're not going to like this game. Uh, if you like the other Battlefronts, you might like this game. It is what it is. It's pretty much what we expected, and that's not bad. But it's not. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not an exceptional shooter by any stretch. You know, there are better shooters out there. It's just cool because you get to hear the Star Wars like noise and. Some goober goes walking by playing. Darth Vader goes walking by with like XX69420 douchebag XX gamer tag over his head, which really adds to the ambiance. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars Battlefront. If you guys pick it up, I'll play it with you. Any console you want, PC, whatever. But I won't hold my breath. And that's it. That's it for my update. And with that said, we can now. 
move on to the news stravaganza with intrepid reporter cam thanks tom this is a remote broadcast of the news stravaganza from dallas texas as i mentioned in my geekly weekly update cam is embedded well not yes i'm an embedded reporter uh, out here on the mean streets of dallas um, and I am letting you know that there are many, many great things in the news. I'm going to run through a couple quick ones and then I'll get a, into a little more uh, meat and potatoes. Fallout 4 all over the news. No need to go too crazy into that. But apparently 15% of Fallout players have not even left the vault yet. Oh, my. And Fallout 4 has been out for quite a while. So uh, who knows what they're doing in the vault. Tom, I know you have been on a mission to play all of the Fallout movies to, uh, you know, before you started your fallout 4 experience yes yes apparently now you can buy all of the previous editions for only 20 dollars what including all uh 11 dlc uh offerings so you can do that um at bundle stars they're offering every fallout game um fallout 2 fallout tactics brotherhood of steel new vegas all the dlc everything for $20.39. That's only for PC, though. Mm. Uh, and that package would normally cost you upwards of $60, $70, $100, something like that. Does it come in a nuke? Does it come in a, in a mini nuke? <laughs> no, unfortunately, it does not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of first-person shooters, uh, Halo 5 will have a big update for all of its users over the holidays. Uh, look forward to new maps and new items to buy and wear and use uh in the uh in that game so if you are a halo 5 fan uh look rejoice and give thanks for that china big news out of china it's crazy how like all of this stuff like these news but health stories always come out of china uh but apparently they're um you know how if you go to the doctor the doctors don't usually want to give you antibiotics because you know all these strains of of uh of, of uh, bacteria have become uh resistant to you know, antibiotics from, from overuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they have this last resort antibiotic, which is supposed to just kill anything that's known to man. <clears throat> Some alarming news out of China. Apparently there is a bacteria there that they found, uh, that, uh, will not succumb to that last resort antibiotic. Oh, good. Um, so along with bird flu and uh, all the other good stuff, uh, swine flu, uh, H1N1, all that good stuff that, uh, has come out of the far east uh now we can look forward to uh killer bacteria great uh, great thanks, guys china yeah the bubonic plague wasn't bad enough now you're sending us this thanks a lot <laughs> exactly uh this week is uh going to be thanksgiving and with it the disgusting black friday ritual but if you want to participate in black friday good for you uh you will be able to buy an xbox one for 299 Ooh, uh, wow. it's a pretty impressive bundle for 299 and so you get, you know, you get everything and a game. You can get, uh, there's several games. You can get Gears of War, Ultimate Edition. You get Rise of the Tomb Raider, Fallout 4. Well, Fallout 4 I don't think is in the $300 bundle. I think that's in the $350 bundle. But, uh, you know, there, there's several games to be had in the $299 bundle that are look pretty good. So, all right, if you want an Xbox One, they're they're making an aggressive price move. Everywhere or? Uh, pretty much everywhere, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, that, that's that's quite a savings. Enjoy the crowds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of Star Wars Battlefront, also, Tom, um, uh, I guess EA has announced that there will be multiple sequels. So you can look forward to multiple sequels of that. If you have a hankering for a new watch, I guess Seiko for the holiday season is going to provide the watch worn by Ripley in Aliens. If you want to buy that, um, oh yes, wear, wear it next to your Pit Boy. Yeah. So if you want to be as badass as Ripley was and wear her Seiko watch that she wore up in the future, uh, way out in the future for the uh, Wayland Mutani Corporation, uh, I would, uh, you know, I, I would suggest you keep your eye on the internet for that. I will be rocking the Wayland Mutani fashion while playing many a. Uh... Very serviceable and passable <laughs> sequel <laughs> to Battlefront. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Kurt Vonnegut, one of my favorite writers, um, apparently uh, is going to have his work, uh, Cat's Cradle, brought to life uh, into a TV series. Uh, and it is going to be brought to life by the same guy that uh, brought Fargo to us on the TV screen. 
So if you're a fan of his work on Fargo, you might be a fan of uh, Cat's Cradle when it comes out. I know t- uh, that one's for you, Chris. I know you're uh, the big team lover. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you are a Vonnegut lover as well. Um, the last but not least, but kind of least news item I have for today is shocker. Peter Jackson admits that he was winging it during the Hobbit trilogy. No. What? Yes. Yes. He, he admitted that he was not as engaged as he should have been. Uh, he didn't know, uh, he wasn't as hands on as he should have been. He uh. didn't know what was going on. He was, you know, basically he was trying to say, well, I did really, really good work on the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but you know, I sort of got, sort of got pushed into the Hobbit trilogy, which is true. What's his name? Del Toro was going to do the, uh, was going to do actually, it was going to be a, a two movie series, not a trilogy. Uh, when he started doing it, but I guess the studios got pissed when he wanted to cast Ron Perlman and all his buddies that he, like he always does. <laughs> and, and they got rid of him and they brought Peter Jackson back to do The Hobbit. And then they told him, surprise, it's going to be a trilogy. And the cluster F just ensued from there. And so, uh, we were, turns out we were not far off in our criticisms of that mo- of those movies. Even the director wasn't, uh, too engaged. He's happy to take your billions though. Of course he is. Of course he is. Do you guys think that he bothered to read the book before making the movies? Because that's... I think he watched the Ralph Bakshi special. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, man. Brian, you still haven't seen the third one, have you? No. Please, let's watch it. (laughs) You know, I I actually read that story that that Cam was just referring to, and and I was reading some of the comments just, just about how bad the movie was. And I and I did not realize that the the Goblin Army just showed up for like thirty seconds just so they could call it five armies. Uh, like it 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 was worse than even I expected. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of like I feel like they should have just kept the lid on it, right? I mean, it just like makes it too real when they're actually admitting that. Like, yeah, everything you guys were saying is kind of true. Uh, and oh, not not only that, but it's kind of even worse, <laughs> you know. Oh my God! Uh, what do you? I would have rather have had Ron Perlman as Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> what role was Ron Perlman going to play? I wonder. Was he going to be like Elrond? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> Smog. No, Smaug. He could have been Azog. <laughs> True. Yeah, it might as well. You're just inserting characters. You might. You might as well. Oh boy! They probably would have made him one of the one of the dwarves. They probably would have made him Bilbo. <laughs> I think he'd be an awesome warg. He'd make it even better, uh, Thranduil. Although, <laughs> Brian, you were already a big fan of Thranduil's like uh, over exaggerated uh, gestures and motions, right? So, and his like glamour, like his horrific visage appearing. Yes. Yes, yes. I know Dragonfire! <laughs> and he looked like Freddy Krueger. Alright, Jeremy per- Irons, calm down. Imagine Perlman doing that. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Irons. I thought he would have been the werebear. That's not bad. That would work. Yeah, he would have done alright as Bjorn. It would have worked, but it was too small of a part in the movie. Let's be honest, the best part, Bjorn's absolute best moment in the whole trilogy was when he literally did like a halo drop into the battlefield and i'm not kidding like he, <laughs> yeah. he like parachuted in brian he's like skydiving he jumped off one of the eagles or something didn't he yeah and like transformed into a bear on his way down or something stupid like that <laughs> it's so dumb at least it wasn't a b <laughs> yeah. a 3d b 3d hey, with those button button chops he would have made it work yeah Oh, God. So it could have been worse. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Any more news, Cam, or should we get to what we're thankful for? I think I have – I'm thankful for no more of those movies, but – Yes. Thankfully, the news is over. Okay. All right. Great. And that brings us to the topic then, guys, which is – well, it's Thanksgiving and things that we are thankful for, and I think we all have our kind of take on that. And Chris, I think you were a big booster of this particular episode topic. Would you like to volunteer something you were thankful for first, some along geeky lines? Sure. And thank you. 
So, uh, you know, what I've been thankful for uh, on a geeky front has been the way we have conceived distribution and bundling, like Humble Bundle in Steam, because that has been able to let me keep up with my passion for video games at an affordable rate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Throughout, you know, especially since, you know, I've the, the recession was not kind to me. And I also think uh, I'm grateful for Kickstarter. I've seen a lot of great projects, backed a lot of projects. And for me, it was like, you know, it's almost been like getting Christmas. I backed 12 and all but 12 have delivered. And the 12th one is still inching along. It hasn't quit yet. So, you know, maybe I've got the touch. And then on top of that, I would like to say that I am also thankful for you guys. For, you know, inviting me onto the podcast and being part of the podcast team. Well, thank you. Thank you for thanking me and the rest of the team. Well, thank you for thanking me for thanking you for thanking me. Let us give thanks. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I do want to do one more little, even more touching thank you. I have a geeky friend of mine. He is going into surgery very shortly. Hopefully he'll be out by the time the podcast hits. But um, it's Tony, who's always been a good geeky friend of mine. We've done a lot of war gaming, a lot of board gaming together throughout the years. And I always known he's always gotten my back that, you know, when times are really, really tough, he was like, dude, if you need a couch, it's right there. Okay. So thank you to Tony. Yeah. Tony's a cool guy. He, we know all know him from the adventure game store, our headquarters where we play all the time. And, uh, Classy guy, class act, and I hope he pulls through and does well after the surgery. Yeah, Tony, God bless, man. We, we're all pulling for you. Yep. Awesome, Chris. That was a good opening salvo. You are sufficiently thankful. The Turklador, the god of Thanksgiving, is pleased. Turklador. <laughs> yes. As his high priest on earth, I will wave a magic tail feather and say the right spells later so that he blesses your thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Let's see, Cam. Let's see if you can please the mighty Turklador. Huh. I am thankful for many things, Tom. But most importantly, I am thankful for J.J. Abrams. Mm. Thank you, O Turklador, for sending us such a geek messiah to lead us out of the wastelands that were the comic book movies and <laughs> comic book adaptations and terrible Star Trek movies. Well, and for that matter, terrible Star Wars movies of uh, the late nineteen, uh, you know, the late nineteen nineties and early two thousands, and uh, usher in this new era of excellent sci fi movies, excellent sci fi TV shows. Lost is in my top five for sure. Um, I can't uh, can't thank uh, can't be thankful enough for uh, Mister J J Abrams. You know what, man? That's Mine will probably be a little more specific, but yeah, I, I could not agree more. Awesome, man. And that is and that is without even seeing the new Star Wars. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which wasn't at all the thing I'm about to mention, but definitely is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I We could be redundant. That's totally fine. <laughs> Can't ignore the uh, 3,000 ton turkey in the room, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Anything else? You guys can do another round later if you if more things. Yeah, are yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's just you know do one each and we'll keep going. That way we don't uh, step on too many toes. Okay. All right. Speaking of toes, speaking of fingers, Brian, stop drawing that hand turkey for a second and hit us with your first salvo. Britcoms. Britcoms. Yes. yes. When I was a kid, man, there was local channels like ABC, CBS. And there was um, a couple of really crappy independents. Like it was WDZL down here and uh, I think WBFS and there was PBS and PBS showed things you could not see anywhere else. I I mean, at least in my neighborhood without cable. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. It really, as this awkward kid made me understand that it was okay to be different. Like it was just okay to be just completely off the wall and not make sense to most people. An inspiring, if potentially dangerous message. <laughs> Monty Python, Red Dwarf, oh, God, Benny yes. Hill, 
Oh. I mean, look, Doctor Who gets thrown in there. It wasn't a com, but uh, a comedy. Yep. But I mean, although they, I can't they, be thankful for Doctor Who, they scared the shit out of me when I was. A <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me too. That music and uh, oh man. But yeah, the awesome. opening, the opening segment with like going down that tunnel, and like I was afraid because like in my kid mind, the Daleks were waiting for me at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> you had your behind the couch they moment. So, they were so far ahead of their time with that music and like the the intro with like the spinning like you know with the TARDIS and all it was crazy but it was so good. Yes, agreed. Tom, I mean, I'm sorry, Brian. Have you ever seen a series called Still Game? No. It is a it is a Britcom. Actually, it's it's set in Scotland, but uh, it's about these two old guys and, and they they sort of live in this like uh like assisted living sort of community or whatever but it's hilarious one guy's really old and i think the other guy like dresses up to look like he's old a la like uh golden girls kind of thing it's it's really funny you should check it out i will i i'm always up for a new britcom man yeah it's on netflix kick ass brian that was a great round of thanks turk Lador is most pleased he is gobbling in the, with delight <laughs> and that brings it around to me uh I don't have to be that good because I'm his high priest, but I'll still deliver some, <laughs> some quality thanks. As you, my co-host, and our listeners will know by now, I am a Disney fan and a theme parks fan in general. And so I'm thankful this year for news, if not actual happenings uh, in the nearby theme parks. This year, we had it confirmed that Star Wars, uh, expanded Star Wars offerings are on the way to the Disney parks. I'm really thrilled about that. Also, I believe construction may have begun on the Avatar land at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So I'm kind of excited about that. I actually liked Avatar. That was one of those movies I think that the hive mind had it that you weren't supposed to like, but I thought it was fine. Fine is an excellent word for that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I don't go to movies expecting like, (laughs) fine art it was you know fighting giant blue like space space natives you know and then a guy goes over to the space native side and then turns against his evil like oppressive colonizing uh people right so it worked as pocahontas (laughs) it worked as dancing with wolves right the it's the quote-unquote going native thing is always an interesting story did you know they have a uh the uh, cirque du soleil has a like whole show about that uh, avatar show no, what? With like all the iridescent stuff and the uh, people yes. dressed as blue cat alien things? Oh, man. Yes, and it is coming to South Florida very soon. Actually, in March, I believe. Let's go, guys. Oh, I already got my tickets. And <sighs> I probably shouldn't have said that because now my companion will know that, <laughs> that I bought tickets. But that's okay. Surprise. Gorgeous. I will, uh, I will not tell my companion at all about that, but uh, it's happening. Nice. You have, to, you have to link me. That's that's killer, Cam. I'm kind of excited yeah. about that. So. Anyway, yeah, in theme park news, those things are happening. And, uh, of course, on the Universal Studios front, it was announced, and I don't know when it's going to happen, that we're going to have some Nintendo presence at Universal Studios. And that truly, truly excites me. Thank you, Turk Lador, for making these things happen. In our own backyard. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, I'm also thankful I live in Florida, so I get to these things in only a few hours. <laughs> and that's it. Let's let's start round two if you guys want. Chris, uh, you got some more thanks. Turklador is well pleased and wants to gobble up more of your thanks. Oh, great, Turklador. <laughs> Please accept my offering. <laughs> so I want to give thanks to, since I'm the streaming guy, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime for Man in the High Castle and hopefully some more promising stuff. They've also had uh, a lot of things I just can't find on Netflix, but Netflix, I got to be grateful for because they've done Jessica Jones, they've done Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage is coming in 2016, and we just recently heard news that Iron Fist is still on track. That's what I'm grateful for. All my streaming goodness. That's awesome, Chris. Uh, that did here that you were thankful for the new star trek program is that just an oversight or i'm a little nervous because <laughs> yeah let's see how it's delivered first exactly because they're only showing it on i think the pilot is available for free but after that it's going to all be on this dedicated service so unless you actually give them a subscription you can't see the rest of it and i like star trek i am i got my star trek card but eight another eight bucks just to watch 
one show. Right now, I'm considering myself not too guilty with Amazon Prime because I get more stuff with Amazon Prime. But at this point, you know, I don't want to get too many more services or it kind of defeats the purpose of why I do all these services because it's still cheaper than cable. I would never presume to speak for the great Turklador, but I would assume he is displeased with that service. I agree. Turklador, they don't cluck. What do turkeys do? They're not gobbling. Gobble. Oh, they gobble. They gobble. gobble. His gobble indicates displeasure with the value proposition offered. So (laughs) we'll see. Not good. It does not do you any good to displease Turklador makers of this network so you better you better up your game and lower your price or something <laughs> awesome chris well over to you again then cam i would say that i am very much and i guess this is sort of an overarching theme i guess uh i'm very much thankful for just the explosion of quote-unquote geek culture over the last five seven years it's nice that all of the things that we've loved for so long have been brought into the light you know are being shared by others and and uh and you know others who otherwise wouldn't have normally been into this kind of stuff have been able to join in and and make their contributions you know i'm just super happy that you know there is some like you said chris there's so much content now on netflix and all these other services there's so many great movies coming out there's so many new board games video games being produced it's just amazing i love it i think we're living in the age of the geek uh as christian kane one of our former interviewees of the show uh says or well one of his uh co uh co-star said on the show leverage um we are definitely in a great time right now um and i'm just enjoying every moment of it you know all all the you know the amazing offerings and content and just everything that that can be uh you know reached out and touched uh i think is a is a blessing and i'm very thankful for all that man can that's that's a great one and i want to join you in just enjoying it for what it is but I can't help but think that the other shoe's going to drop. Like, it seems too good to be true. Turklador being a fickle god, I don't know when his, like, beak of taking is going to kick in and <laughs> take back for all that we've been given. Well, even if that happens, that's okay, because what's the worst-case scenario? We'll go back to being the closet nerds that we were before. Like, so what? You know what I mean? You know, we enjoyed our brief time in the sun, and then, uh, you know, we go back to gaming with a bunch of other troglodytes in a cave somewhere <laughs> true good point good point whatever it's not like we didn't do it before that's true i've we've expressed this worry in the past where we've kind of discussed whether we're reaching critical geek on on past episodes and uh so far our mighty feathered overlord has not seen fit to pull the rug out from under us so <laughs> praise be to turklador and we are thankful and really i mean you know you can't be too upset with losing the hipster population so yeah, yeah. We'll keep the skinny jeans. You guys move on. <laughs> We're just keeping them to burn them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll keep us warm in this Dallas weather. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brian, over to you, man. Going back to old school one more time, I'm thankful for Trekkers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Endless source of entertainment. No, no, see, that's exactly what I mean. Those poor fuckers went through a lot of shit so yes. that the stuff we love can be cool. They were cosplaying in, like, 78 <laughs> and being ridiculed for it. I remember the first time I attended a TrekCon, I was freaked the fuck out. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude, they were weird, but they stuck with it. Seriously, they paved the way. I'm I'm seriously appreciative of that. Preach it, brother, preach it. <laughs> yeah, I, I consider myself a trekker. I, I, I actually made my own like tricorder and all kinds of crap like that when I was younger. Uh, you know, even as as recent as the Whitewater case with Bill Clinton. I mean, there was a jury, a juror that uh, uh, wore her Star Trek uniform to all of the court sessions. You know, she 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 loved it. I mean, she got ridiculed crazy for it, but uh, you know, she let her freak flag fly. Are you serious? Yeah, she wore her badge, communicator, everything. Kind of surprised Judge Judy allowed that in her <laughs> courtroom. Just a high-profile case. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But good for her, you know? She 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 was undeterred by social mores. Yeah, well, good for the original uh, people that, who had the actual balls to walk out of their house in handmade 
Star Trek costumes uh, at a time when the world was far less accepting of such things. And uh, yeah, we should we do owe them thanks, Brian. Good point. Well, I just heard thunder. Turkledor is pleased. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings it around to me. I'm going to go in a little non-traditionally geeky direction. I think we have expanded the big tent to allow me to indulge in some wrestling talk from time to time. Sure. It's niche enough and comic booky enough and fake enough, I think, to qualify. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. Well, since you do, I will mention that my friend Nick, who's actually another former, he's another alum of the show and who was uh, been on the show from time to time, and whose show I was just on recently, uh, Turbo Ether, introduced me to something that you could only really get online because it's only put out on a Spanish language network in the U.S., but basically it's this wrestling promotion called Lucha Underground, and it's really, really, really well done. The wrestling is top-notch, you know, because the wrestlers are really giving it their all because they're trying to make a name for the, them, themselves in this promotion. And all of the fiction building and what I consider the comic book aspects of wrestling are, like, really well done. Like, WWE, it's all presented within the context of the show, right? Like, they're backstage or they're on their way to the show or whatever. This is presented in... I don't know what you guys who know more about arts and letters might correct me here, but I think they're vignettes. You basically have these little cutaways and you have these high quality, like movie mini movies, like advancing the storyline between matches and so on. That's kind of cool. (laughs) It's really cool. (laughs) And, um, it is, so the, the luchador tradition is the, the, I think was created in Mexico more or less. And so it's the, um, guys wearing the masks and, so it's on the El Rey network, which is for Spanish speakers, but the show is in both English and Spanish. So what they do is they have people commentating in, in it's in LA is where they, they base it. So it's, it's a U.S. based show, but some of the wrestlers only speak Spanish. So what they do on the show is they just seamlessly have subtitles. And like, so somebody like taunts them in English and they respond in Spanish with subtitles. I'm like, perfect. Like they cater to all audiences. <laughs> and man, it like reminded me how awesome wrestling could be. Not that I hate on WWE, but it has by virtue of the fact that it is so big and mainstream, it has to be a little bit PG as they say. Um, this stuff is a little less so. And I'm pretty sure they killed somebody in one of the, the yeah, it's like somebody died and it's like literally was murdered in the storyline. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So if I can uh, get some videos together, I will introduce you guys. Maybe it's your gateway drug into wrestling, but yeah, Lucha Underground. I am thankful that that was that that exists and i am thankful that nick introduced me and uh gracias a turklador for <laughs> creating it and that's that's my round two you guys want to do one more yeah why not round three we're all acolytes now you know there, i was already a high priest but you guys are for going three rounds like this you are now acolytes of the church of turklador so we are we are grow- it's like scientology we're just we're climbing up the ladder yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon we reveal the ancient past when Turkledor was a galactic overlord. And uh, wait, we don't want to get sued. Let's not mention that again. <laughs> All right, Chris, please Turkledor a third and final time. Okay, I'm going to start with a minor shout out to Guillermo de Toro for all his films, but um, I want to give a, a true thanks to. I know someone else will cover the other guy, so I'm going to cover this guy, and my thanks is to Robert A. Heinlein. Uh, who was a author who really expanded me and got my passion for science fiction going. Very he cool. He did uh, Have Space Suit Will Travel, Starship Troopers, which the book is completely different from the movie. In fact, speaking of people winging it, I can't remember the guy's name, but the director, writer for Starship Troopers admitted he read like the first third, was got depressed and then put the book down and didn't even finish it. Decided, <laughs> hey, from what I saw, this is so ridiculous. I'm going to make it a satire, not realizing what was in the book. So the way he wrote, it inspired me to try my own hand at it, which I'm still trying. So, you know, that's what I'm giving thanks to Robert A. Heinlein. So all those guys who love your halo, who love your power armor, you got to read this dude. He's the original him and John Stakely with armor. Read those two. You got to know where all that stuff comes from. Just don't discuss it on Reddit because he's, uh, Evidently controversial for some of his politics. Sort of. <laughs> sort of don't care, but <laughs> just putting it out yeah. there. Yeah, well, they the the 
Come a controversy for those who may not heard it is some people have looked at his stuff and think he's going for fascism when in reality it was a little bit of what's going on at the times and actually some of it about your citizen. And with that citizenship, you got some gifts like free speech and stuff. It didn't come free. When are you going to contribute back your part of getting those gifts? Exactly. Right. I mean, Turklador forbid that in exchange for all society gives you, you'd be kind of obligated to give back. That, that's that's fascistic, right? Exactly. And I know you're being deadpan on that one. <laughs> uh, it is to gobble. What can I say? Good one, Chris. Cam? I am thankful that we live in such a time of dazzling technology um, where I can be with you guys like we're sort of sitting in the same room all the way, you know, halfway across the country. Um, we can do our podcast. We can check out uh, sports scores, wrestling results, uh, you know, bo board game prices. We, we can basically reach out and touch anything we want uh, in the blink of an eye and keep in touch with family, keep in touch with friends. You know, I think it's a true, true blessing that we are uh, living in this age and not in the uh, – uh, stone age or, you know, the media, you know, the dark ages where, you know, you, you lived, you were born, lived and died in the same, you know, three, four mile radius, basically, um, travel and, 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 uh, you know, everything is, I, I believe our, our lives are, are much improved with technology. Of course, there's some downsides, you know, you know, people say we're, we're a little bit disconnected and, you know, maybe the, the idea of family and, and faith and God and things like that have all sort of fallen by the wayside because of that. Uh, but I think, you know, as long as you are keeping your eye on the ball in, in terms of those things, uh, you can still enjoy uh, the, uh, all of the wonders that technology provides to us. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. Very well put, sir. Yes, all things enjoyed in moderation and in balance. Definitely something to be thankful for. Absolutely. Ooh. Turklador gave sort of a digital sounding gobble that time. He he, <laughs> he definitely embraces technology. I, I w when you guys rise above the acolyte, acolyte station, you'll begin to hear the voice of Turklador. So far, I'm the I only see. person I've met who actually hears him. Which, was it like a dubstep gobble? Yeah, it was a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. It's a sad world when I'm the only one that can hear the voice of Turklador. It's a sad world where you haven't taken your meds. Either way. <laughs> well, it could, it could be either one. I haven't had my dose of what is it? Tryptophan, the the, the turkey. Uh, tryptophan, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. No, that, then you'd be then you'd be sleeping. Well, that that Turklador's voice only leaves me when I've consumed his uh, his avatars on Earth in the form of turkey. Oh, so. I see. <laughs> and don't forget that tryptophan gives Jessica Alba magical kick-ass powers, as you would expect of a chemical or compound or whatever it is created by our mighty overlord. Exactly, as you would expect from consuming the host of your overlord. <laughs> he's okay with it yeah he put his abaturkeys on earth so that we eat them and, and become attuned uh to his uh cosmic wavelengths <laughs> or something like that this fiction's getting convoluted man it's like a, it's like a game of thrones television show at this point <laughs> or any other organized religion i was gonna say that's the most relatable <laughs> piece yet <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> uh brian uh, <laughs> I'm going to risk the ire of Turk Lador. I give thanks to Flying Spaghetti Monster. Mm. There's so many reasons to be thankful for that. We live in a country where you can just fucking create a religion and no one shows up and kills you. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the 17th gobble of Turklador states, Thou shalt have no other meal before me. So as long as you have the spaghetti monster meal after your turkey, he's fine with it. <laughs> Just have it as a side. Yeah, yeah. But make sure you have have a bite of the, what do they call them? Turklador? No, abaturkeys. Abaturkeys. Yes. Before you have your spaghetti, yes. Yeah, that's really cool. I, for a while, I declared myself a Pastafarian on Facebook, but then I realized it was kind of silly. So I think I have like no religion or something down now. Pastafarian. I'm very seriously considering becoming ordained. <laughs> <laughs> can you marry people as a Pastafarian? Yes, you can. And I really think people at anime conventions would fucking love that. Oh, oh my God. God. What do you like, throw meatballs instead of rice at the wedding or what? <laughs> 
you just throw spaghetti, like uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> My eye. At the bride. Elbow macaroni got me in the eye. At the people getting married, you throw wet spaghetti, and if it sticks, the marriage is blessed. If not. There you go. Oh, my God. If it's not, you need to cook it for five more minutes. Yes, yes. Yes. No, that is the. Uh, the wedding or the pasta? No, you have to throw the, you have to throw the uncooked pasta as a, as a uh, symbol of the virulence of the man on his uh, wedding night. Right, right, <laughs> throw right. Noodles. If you throw wet noodles, that might cast a, <laughs> cast a shadow on that uh, performance. The wedding cake is actually just like a four tiered lasagna. <laughs> Ooh. Doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Can't can't argue with that. How can you make a four tier? How do you even how do you even construct that? How does that even work? I think the sure. pillars would have like, but the pillars between the layers would ha- would have to be like cannolis, and then each one would just have to be a lasagna, right? Oh, that would be amazing. Hmm. Let's try it. <laughs> Total food coma after the reception well, on that yeah, one. For we yeah, we all have to uh, make a pact that the first one of us to get married has to have the uh, four tiered lasagna. <laughs> At our <laughs> I don't think there's any danger in any of us doing it. So what the hell? Yes, we we agree before Turklador to this. Yes, pact. we agree before Turklador that we will have the four tier lasagna at our first wedding. Chris <laughs> is sweating over there. <laughs> Chris is shitting a brick. What? What? Because you huh? know Gina. Gina is immediately going to nix the. Uh, the four-tier lasagna. Wait, I, did I miss something? Why Why would she object? I'm trying to think if she would. Well, maybe she might like it. Who knows? She might like it. She might. She might. Yeah. It, it might amuse her. If, if she can get away with it, it would might it might greatly amuse her to have us <laughs> married by a pastafarian and have four-tier lasagna. As long as it was vegetarian lasagna, but then that takes all the fun out of it. No, man. That's uh, that's the good thing. Brothers Farmer's Market right next to the Adventure Game Store. They do the uh, zucchini lasagna. Oh, okay. so, so good, man. It is it is amazing. There you go. I'll have to give that a try. And Brian will officiate, so there you go. <laughs> and Tom, you must uh, dom the Turklador suit. I will. I will, <laughs> I will dress like a human-sized hand turkey. <laughs> oh, that's what he looks like. That's what his – that's what a priest of my uh, level looks like. You guys get to wear, like – paper bag turkeys but you can't do the hand turkey just yet <laughs> uh, no we get we, we have the uh what was it the the uh like the uh popsicle sticks with the uh on the paper plate oh the, yeah yes yes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we put those over our face <laughs> that's perfect oh man okay i guess uh that brings it around to me again doesn't it yes sir all right in that case i will finally address the nine trillion ton turkey in the room and just say i'm thankful for two things related to episode seven one that episode seven is coming out in less than a month and i'm pretty excited about that because it will erase the sort of stain of the original trilogy and two that george lucas sort of recognized like he had not taken star wars in a good direction and bowed out for the paltry sum of like four billion dollars (laughs) don't hate george lucas you know i do not like what he did with that prequel trilogy but we do owe him thanks for the fact that star wars exists so of course thankful on thankful star wars and george lucas creating it thankful for him being gracious enough to bow out for such a reasonable sum and thankful (laughs) thankful for disney for rewarding mediocrity right right Uh, right (laughs) (laughs) You know, Mickey Mouse is so happy-go-lucky. Like, golly, George, here's $4 billion. <laughs> Don't worry. They made it back in pre-sale. Yeah, right. I read, like, yeah, they were already up to $50 million in pre-sales. It's going to be it's gonna be a monster. Like, a, what do you think? Is like a quarter of a billion dollars easily or something like that? Uh, it's going to break. It's going to shatter all the records. Yeah, it is. Like, the biggest movie ever, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and third, I'm thankful that Episode Seven's coming out, and... Uh, I have not bought any merch. I have avoided the third trailer. I'm avoiding everything until I see the movie. Uh, I just cannot wait to see it. So, Also thankful, Brian, that you get, you're going to see it with me. We're reliving the episode one experience, but this time it'll be Woo-hoo, good. Assigned seats! <laughs> oh, did you get assigned seats? No. Oh. <laughs> Didn't we yeah. tell you this? No, you did, but that's <laughs> Brian, Brian was just... <laughs> I thought you guys somehow maybe finagled it, but... but... 
No, I was just rubbing his nose in it. Oh, oh God. You guys are in trouble, man. You guys <laughs> no. are in serious trouble. Well, the movie... I'm going to stroll in there about like three minutes to start uh, time. I know, I know. With my snacks in my pocket. <laughs> and you guys are going to be... You guys are going to be clamoring. I impulsively bought the tickets on um, Fandango as soon as they sent me the thing. I like did it on my mobile and there was no option for assigned seating, but... That's okay. They have a burrito joint right across the hallway from that place. I'll be having breakfast there that day. <laughs> I'll camp out there munching on chips, whatever it takes. We're getting a good seat. My only fear is that the ushers will do that thing where they force you to go all the way to the end of the row, so we'll be, like, stuck oh, in some shitty that seat. That would be awful. I'll, I'll just refuse. I'll be like, no, nah, man, come on. Yeah. I just let like, people go in front of us. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't sit sit outside for hours just so I had to go sit on the left of the front row. Right, right. <laughs> the behind, far left seat. <laughs> behind a lady with the impossibly tall hair. Like, no. Yeah. Beehive. Right, right. Uh, oh, anyway. Man. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, boys. I will be uh, thinking of you. It's all right. I'm going to see the movie, like, I'm going to see it there. I'm going to see it at, like, the, you know, dine-in, like, iPick theater. I'm going to see it at the yes. IMAX. I'm going to see IMAX, it. IMAX, of course. In as many formats and theaters as I can think of. Both, my mom wants to see it with me. My dad wants to see it with me. My sister, like, I'll, I'll probably, if it's good, I could see myself seeing this movie, like, ten times. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, uh, well, I've already got three sets of tickets, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> awesome, man. Did you hear about the guy who allegedly bought out an entire screening yeah, that's down here. Uh, I, I know someone who did that. He, but it, it was like a thirty seat, one of those thirty seat theaters with all the reclining chairs. He just paid three hundred bucks and rented out the whole theater. Wait, what? Oh, wow, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. a deal. Yeah, it, it actually it's it's the one over um r- the one off Pine Island. Sorry, listeners that aren't in the area, but it's the that Paragon Eight or whatever. Oh it's, yeah, there's only, there's only thirty. Where, where we where we saw uh, Chris? Where you where we saw? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, The uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. He he bought all thirty seats, and I guess he's just gonna have it with him and his friends, like a little party. That's a that's a deal, man. I mean, yeah. if I had known, we would I would have totally chipped in on that. We could have had our own movie theater to watch the movie. Damn. Next time. Eight. Episode, yeah, episode eight, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, killer! I'm jealous. Uh, well, I'm thankful we're doing that for episode eight. So <laughs> that'll be next year. And, you know, Chris, I thought you were going to say, when you referenced Heinlein, I thought you were, uh, I thought you knew that one of, one of these guys was going to talk about Tolkien, but I have to say I'm thankful for Tolkien. I mean, come on. If we're, if we're mentioning Heinlein and, and, and all these other guys, uh, Tolkien, we love you. Yeah. We raise our glass to you, sir. We raise our yes. glass to you. Thanks, J.R.R. <laughs> oh, man. Without okay. you, we'd have no J.R.R.M. <laughs> Close. Yes. We'll take it. J.R.R.M. Yeah, did he did he name himself after J.R.R. Tolkien? Did he G.R.R. Martin? George R.R., you mean? I don't know if he named himself, but maybe he I, I don't, added, I think he, some, added some R's. I think he just had added an extra R. He was like G.R.M. He's <laughs> yeah. like G.R.R.M. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that for his books, and uh, I implore Turklador to keep him alive to finish <laughs> that. Thankful for his, his ongoing health. Yes. I implore Turklador to give him some tryptophan of vitality. <laughs> keep him, uh, keep him alive for you know at least to finish the books. Another sixty years. Yeah. Turklador has received your request and will ponder it, depending on your Thanksgiving performance. <laughs> I will. I will turkey flect many times this <laughs> holiday season. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. With that said, guys, I think we are uh, complete on this Thanksgiving episode. And I am willing now to call it a wrap. Turklador does seem pleased. The weather has cooled down. So I think he sent us some almost appropriate Thanksgiving weather here in the South Florida area where we live. And with that said, we should probably bid farewell to our listeners so they can all celebrate an American holiday known as Thanksgiving, no matter where they are. Let's do it. Speaking of listeners, no matter where they are in the world, I will remind you that we will be most thankful and Turklador most pleased if you subscribe to us on iTunes, give us maximum stars, and write us favorable reviews. As well, check us out on Stitcher, and when the time is right, check us out on Google Play Music. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
add us to your gobble circle and follow the Nerd Stravaganza HQ group on Facebook. For a tasty meal of content that is sure to please the great Turkledor, head on over to our website, nerdstravaganza.com, where you can find this and all of our back episodes. Giblet your ass on over to YouTube and check out all of our video <laughs> content by t- typing Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and stuff our inbox with emails by emailing us at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. And with all that said, Chris, take us away. Turkledor, he says Mazel tov. Oh, ouch. There went our we're not anti-Semitic <laughs> thing, right? <laughs>